I'm going to have to put a disclaimer on this uh, episode because I don't know if this is something a lot of people are ready for or want to hear or care to hear. Because I'm telling you, man, I talk about it and people just like turn their head like, what's he talking about? And blah, blah, blah. And they just go on. They just go on. It's the exact same thing as racing to a red light. Have you ever heard this analogy or have you ever heard this in driver's ed? When they talk about speeding. Okay, speeding in a car is always a bad thing to do. It's dangerous, right? It's a harmful thing to do. Many accidents can occur. It's a dangerous thing to do. However, if you're going to speed, it sort of makes sense on the highway. As dangerous and as stupid as it is, it makes sense on a highway. If you speed on the highway, you will get to where you're going considerably faster. An open lane. Speeding. But when you speed in downtown city traffic, it's pointless. You're speeding to a red light. Why would you speed to a red light? Red light. Green light, red light, green light, red light, green light, like you're always inching forward, stopping, inching forward, stopping, inching forward, stopping. It's like kicking water uphill. Today was the same work day as yesterday. Tomorrow's going to be the same as today. It's the same cyclical bullshit, generally speaking, for a lot of types of work. And if the work doesn't require breakneck speed and laser point focus and blah, blah, dee, blah, blah, and if your job is confined to you and has nothing to do with other people, why do so many people get into each other's business at work? I don't, I don't get it. Let them answer to the boss, and if the boss has a problem with it, they're fired. Simple as that. Throw me to the fucking lions. All right? Like, my work speaks for itself, stupid. The fact that I'm here doing it and I'm employed should be enough. If it's truly unacceptable, you get fired. But then again, there's such things as unions and hangers on and biters and. Ah, it's a messy, convoluted fuck stain. It really is. Definitely going to have to put a disclaimer on this one. Wagwan, what happening, folks? It's your old chuckle buddy. Yes, who? Jonathan James Ramcharan. Reporting live for duty on this magnificent June 9th in the year of our Lord, 2022. Welcome and bienvenue to Jonathan Ramcharan, the podcast. Hey folks, how you doing? If you're new to the show, Jonathan Ramcharan, the podcast, this is a show where I bitch, whine, squawk, bellyache, and kibitz about myself in order to relate to y'all self. Y'all the dear listener, y'all the dear viewer. Shared experiences, kindred souls, BFFs forever. Yeah, you know, I love you. I understand you. I'm here for you. I'll say whatever it takes for you to like, comment, share, and subscribe. 
The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, YouTube, my own website, Janathan, pronounced Janathan, janathan-ramcharan.com. And as always, folks, if you're enjoying the show, getting some laughs, chuckles, gags, guffaws, chortles, please, would you help my black ass out already? Share me with a friend. Sharing's caring, folks. You know it truly is. Help my ass out, you know. Share me to a friend. Link me to a friend. Every little bit helps. Coffee break, balls. Don't mind me, balls. Gotta have my coffee. Ooh. Gotta have my coffee, you know. Hair of a dog that bit me. What I'd like to talk about today is the wonderful, exciting world of work. You ever worked in your life? Fucking headache, right? Well, you know, if you're a returning guest to JR the P, if you know, if you may or may not know, I recently enough started my own production company, Noi Productions. A production company where I get to wet my beak, so to speak. Um, documentary, hopefully I'll branch out into. Feature film, hopefully I'll branch out into. Skits, sketches, scats, skadoodle, the whole kit and caboodle. Noi Productions. My first production under the banner was Jonathan Ramcharan, Suitable for No Audiences. Stand-up comedy special of my very own concoction, and I'm very proud of it. Do check it out when you get the chance. So, Noi Productions. And that's the kind of vehicle that I've been using to carry my work forward as a performer. Actor, stand-up comedian, um, fledgling poet. You know, I do some spoken word. I've been dinking around with that for a few years now. You know, so, you know... To bring my craft and performing work forward. Noi Productions. Well, in order to facilitate that work and that uh, goal, it takes a little money to make money. It takes a little scratch. So I work a Joe job, you know. I'm a working stiff, as they say. And um, I work uh, at a... Uh, Coming up three months now. It's actually kind of a nice little gig, this new gig. Um, I pack meals, healthy, um, A-plus, top-notch kitchen, healthy meals for children's programs, like um, different daycares or schools or clubhouses, you know, like... YMCA for kids, you know, they might have like a after school daycare or these clubs for kids or daycares, program schools, you know, organizations. They order, you know, meals, healthy meals for kids. And these are like, you know, well curated meals, you know, they, 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 they boast and are proud of turning over a great menu, all sorts of world cuisine, Greek, Trinidadian, Asian, 
um, Mediterranean, I guess I said Greek, if that's Mediterranean, um, you know, Italian, um, then also on the holistic side, you know, just, um, you know, baked goods, granolas, grains, quinoa, health conscious type of, you know, mumbo jumbo it's really something and you get these nice well curated crafted meals out to the kids and it's kind of like top notch right so i pack these meals right they have to be packed with care and precision to make sure the children get their allotted meals every child is accounted for well not every child but like um (laughs) not every child matters at our company no not at all we don't care but i mean every child is it's not like every child's accounted for as much as the portions are accounted for. So, you know, they might order like, I don't know, 50 bananas and 50 oranges and then a coinciding ration of 50 spaghetti and meatballs or whatever the fuck, right? It's really something. So my job is to like, you know, pack them fucking meals properly. Send it out to the kids. And it's been revealing a lot to me. Quick sip of coffee, balls. Don't mind me, balls. You know, it's a typical workplace nonsense. But at the end of the day, it's really me. There is a widespread belief. Or I don't know how widespread it is, but there's a belief that When you're annoyed or when somebody annoys you or bothers you or hurts you, someone hurts your feelings, it's not so much that they hurt your feelings, is it's that you have wounds and issues that they touch and that they bring up that allows for you to be hurt and to take offense, right? So really, nobody really has the power to influence you unless you let them, really. So that's what I mean. There's the same typical petty nonsense that goes on in any workplace. And I find it parallel, actually. I've seen some of it, obviously, as I talk about the 9 to 5 Joe Blow Schmo world. It's very much the same type of fuckery that goes on in performing stand-up comedy, acting. It's the clash of ego. That ego clash when two heads butt up against each other and, you know, there's that struggle for dominance. And this stuff is very important and very relevant. It's something we all deal with on a day-to-day basis. Work life and ego. Those things have to be kept in check if you're going to be successful in life. And that's a thread that I talk about often on JR the P, Jonathan Ramchand on the podcast. And I'm going to have to find a way to make a crowning statement on the matter or I'm on to something. I'm on to something. I see that I'm on to something when I 
think about these things and speak about these things because um it's just weird how we blindly accept how people just blindly accept i mean i used to just blindly accept that Everywhere I go has to be a confrontation and I have to impose my will. I have to say this and I have to say that when really nothing's about anything other than what you're focusing on for yourself. Stay in your lane. Stay in the pocket. But too many people are always looking at the next man, the next person, wondering what they're doing, getting swept up, trying to impose their will, trying to control one another. When it's like you're kicking water uphill. You could just relax, shut the fuck up, say nothing. Say nothing and go on with your day and it will be the exact same outcome. And as you may have gleamed, as you may have gleamed, gleaned from that little um, rap I did, as I hearken back to what I said previously, it's really my own baggage. It's not that people bother me or that people are imposing or people whatever. I got wounds that they touch. I got ego lapses of character in my psyche that allow for me to be aggravated or upset by the careless impositions of an uncaring, unfeeling, but fucked world, you know? Turning a mountain into a molehill, or a molehill into a mountain, if you want to be really technical about it. It's like turning a fucking molehill into a mountain. These people with their imposing nature and their blabbermouth ways and their speech and their nonsense, it kind of gets into the cranium and then it gets you all worked up. Divided, off point, unhappy, anxiety, stress. It's funny because, as I mentioned, the job is pretty Mickey Mouse in terms of what I do, my role there. I mean, the greater scope of the company is quite um, noble, as I mentioned. Well-curated, crafted meals, healthy for children, promoting a healthy lifestyle and a diverse choice of taste, you know? I mean, that's, I think, great value. From a parent to a child, I mean, I could see wanting to give my child, if I had children, like a healthy lunch option, meal option, as they go to school or their extracurricular activities. Give them a healthy, conscious, diverse meal choice. I think that's a great value that I would want for my children, you know? when that day comes, if that day comes. And it's pretty straightforward in terms of what I do. I just, I pack this stuff into a bin and I ship it out, right? But I got co-workers buzzing around, talking, self-aggrandizing themselves, making it bigger than what it is, turning a molehill into a mountain. And really gets on my nuts, you know what I mean? Because as I mentioned, It's not what they do, but it's that I have issues that that aren't quite healed. For example, as I mentioned, 
I work this Joe job like many people. This is how you level up in life, generally speaking. I mean, there's the basic way. You're born into it. You're born into a wealthy family. They just throw your money, blah, blah, blah. Like, you're still miserable. You still have to figure out who you are. But at least you can sidestep that main issue of where do I get money? Well, you just go to daddy, right? I mean, you still are a miserable, fucked up person until you, you know, get control of your ego and figure out who you are and come back to love and God and realization, walk in the light. But at least you can save some heartache by just, you know, reaching into daddy's pocket for a fucking paycheck, right? So, I mean, that's one way to get away from the rat race. You're born into it. But if you're like any other person, you got to work for it. So, and you're still miserable. (laughs) So you got to work for it. And in working for it, um, you know, there's a lot of grace and gratitude and self-realization and cultivation and growth. The beauty of the journey, you know, wouldn't trade it for anything. It reveals a lot. But in doing that, it's like there's basic utility that I know from my experience So like, look, don't put any more thought into anything that's any more necessary than anything. A little confusing. Don't work any harder than necessary. Conserve your energy. If it takes 80% of your energy to do 100% of the task, why would you spend 100% of your energy to do 100% of the task when 80% will do? And that's not because you're lazy. It's because you have things in your life that require your attention and your energy. I am a performer, a creator, a fucking windbag. I need to have the energy and time and power to create. Takes a lot out of me to, believe it or not, do a podcast, edit it, upload it. All the workings of a performer, writing jokes as a stand-up comic, traveling to the gig, doing the gig, searching for acting work, cultivating acting work, writing your own acting work. This stuff takes time and energy. So while I work my Joe job to facilitate that, when I'm on the Joe job, why would I put 100% of energy into doing 100% of the task if 80% of the energy will suffice. Why work any harder than necessary? One thing I noticed at this job is everybody's buzzing around trying to be seen as, you know, employee of the month and and they're buzzing around, buzzing around, kicking water uphill. And it just makes no sense to me because it's like there's a time and place in which to give 100% energy. But when it comes to like counting apples to place into a bin or stacking, stacking, like, you know, we we repeatedly put the same type of items into bins. We stack the bins. That's all we're doing. We're putting stuff into bins, stacking bins. So I don't understand why these people are laser point focused on doing 150% energy of stacking bins when, I don't know, 80% energy would do. To get 100% of the task done, why not slow down a bit, take your time, 
do a thorough, good job, conserve your energy for what's later down the road. And then again, it's another thing. You can't always be looking down the road. You have to be in the moment. And yeah, I agree, you know. Give it your best. But my issue is they buzz around me trying to make me move and march to their beat when it's like, look, if you want to fucking go gung-ho 150% on stacking bins, that's your fucking prerogative. I know that 80% of energy, 75% of energy will suffice to get the job done. Why would I work any harder than necessary to, to appear to be greater than I am or more valuable than I am? That's what they're really doing. They're just on these crazy ego trips and they're they're watching what, they're comparing and watching to what other people do. And it's just like, it's, far, like, it's so dumb too because it's like you get your orders from the manager what they want done. So as long as you do what the manager wants you to get done, what the fuck else matters? But then they create all these workplace dramas. So-and-so doesn't work faster than so-and-so. So-and-so didn't do that this way and say some-and-some. Somebody and somebody didn't do it the way so-and-so did it to somebody and somebody else. And this person and that person to that person. And all this interconnective judgment. When it's like, what the fuck, bro? You have your work. Your manager told you to do this. Just do it. Fucking go home. Who gives a fuck? And that's key. What I'm saying right now, it sounds convoluted and mixed up and bitched up, but I'm telling you, that is key to leveling up in your life, in your career, career, and just your daily personal upkeep. How to focus your energy on what you need to do and how to separate yourself from your ego and not be offended by other people's impositions and how to just be in your own lane, in your own mode. Because people are always trying to impose on you and control you and call your attention. I'm on to something. I'm on to something. You know? I got to find a way to distill this and make it more. But it's like. It's like kicking water uphill. It's like racing to a red light. What I'm saying to me is so common sense. To me, it's so clear and common sense. But it's like when I see the experiences that I have in the workplace, it's like the world is fucking blind to it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why people are always out to impose and control. Think about this. This is how people control you. They're either nice to you to control you. Hey, how you doing? You want some candy? You want a snack? Here, I brought these from home to share with everybody at work. Here, have some fucking cookies. I'm nice. I'm a nice person. Good morning. How are you? Hi. Looking right at you, talking at you for no reason. Hello. The imposition of talking at someone, greeting someone. Nice, nice, nice. Going into their world. And 
what that is, is the implication being, I'm nice to you, therefore you should see me and view me as nice and consider me as nice. There's a price tag. Now they want you to consider them as a nice person and listen to them and take attention from them. Or they're bad. They're mean. You didn't do it this way. I'm telling on you. This way and that way. Can you do it this way? Can you do it that way? Here's an order for you. Here's an imposition for you. I'm on your ass. I'm watching you. Blah, 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 blah. Talking at you. Imposing on you. Being mean to you. To control you. As if they have a right to say anything. Aren't you just some dickhead who works here just like me? Shut up. I mean, it'd be one thing if the supervisor or the manager was giving me orders, but... You're just some fucking retard who decided to take it upon themselves to walk up and start talking at me. So why don't you take it upon yourself to fuck off? Careless impositions. They're nice to you to control you. They're mean to you to control you. Whereas the decent Christ love doing to others as you'll have done it to yourself is neutral. From my opinion. It's neutral. Like, hey, you do you, whatever. It's not my business, whatever. Do whatever you have to do. If there comes a time in which I see that I have to say something, like, oh, this affects me, so I might have to speak up, or I'm involved in this situation, maybe I should speak up. When I see that to be true, then I'll say something. But until then, you do you. Whatever the fuck you do, whatever the fuck you do, what, what does it have to do with me? I'm here to collect my paycheck and get the job done. Those are the only things I'm interested in at work. Not the fucking company gossip. Not what so-and-so is doing. Not who works faster than who. What is good? What is bad? What is this? What is that? I'm interested in two things. What, the, what my job description is that I must get done and my fucking paycheck. That's it. But is that a little too narrow? A little too myopic? Because as I mentioned, throw back to what I mentioned. Please, dear listener, follow me. Follow me. This is very important. I'm trying to set you free. Oh, my body's saying yes, go. Oh, but my heart is saying no. I'm a genie in a bottle. You gotta rub me the right way. I'm trying to set you free, motherfuckers. Set you free like a genie. Because it's like these things are very important. They are the causes of stress and heart attacks. Workplace anxiety, stress. I mean, what the fuck else do people do with their time? Once they graduate into daily life. I mean, there's the things of children. There are the things of childhood. Then when you graduate into... Life, it becomes very much about, you know, family, health, God, and work, generally speaking, right? And work is a very big component because it it pays for a lot of those other things. I mean, it doesn't pay for God. You know, God's free. His everlasting grace is free. But, you know, the upkeep of a family, daily life, this, that, and the other, your health, takes money, Right? And how you go about that determines a lot in your health.
I think I'm making sense. I'm going to have to put a disclaimer on this uh, episode. Because I don't know if this is something a lot of people are ready for or want to hear or care to hear. Because I'm telling you, man, I talk about it and people just like turn their head like, what's he talking about? And blah, blah, blah. And they just go on. They just go on. It's the exact same thing as racing to a red light. Have you ever heard this analogy or you ever heard this in driver's ed? When they talk about speeding. Okay, speeding in a car is always a bad thing to do. It's dangerous, right? It's a harmful thing to do. Many accidents can occur. It's a dangerous thing to do. However, if you're going to speed... It sort of makes sense on the highway. As dangerous and as stupid as it is, it makes sense on a highway. If you speed on the highway, you will get to where you're going considerably faster. An open lane. (laughs) Speeding. But when you speed in downtown city traffic, it's pointless. You're speeding to a red light. Why would you speed to a red light? Zip! Red light. Green light. Red light. Green light. Red light. Green light. Like You're always inching forward, stopping. Inching forward, stopping. Inching forward, stopping. It's like kicking water uphill. Today was the same work day as yesterday. Tomorrow's going to be the same as today. It's the same cyclical bullshit, generally speaking, for a lot of types of work. And if the work doesn't require breakneck speed and laser point focus and blah, blah, dee, blah, blah, And if your job is confined to you and has nothing to do with other people, why do so many people get into each other's business at work? I don't, I don't get it. Let them answer to the boss. And if the boss has a problem with it, they're fired simple as that throw me to the fucking lions all right like my work speaks for itself stupid the fact that i'm here doing it and i'm employed should be enough if it's truly unacceptable you get fired but then again there's such things as unions and hangers on and biters and Ah, it's a messy, convoluted fuck stain. It really is. Definitely going to have to put a disclaimer on this one. Thank you very much if you weathered thus far. You know, um, it's... But try to follow me on this. Try to hit me up. jr.thepodcast at gmail.com Do you have any questions that can help me bring this out better? To relate this better, I'm talking about workplace interaction, communication. Communication in the workplace. And what it takes to be successful in a career. Here's my point. Here's my basic, basic point. I'll try to sum it up quickly here. When you go to work, you should be focused on yourself and the paycheck. When you do that, you serve your employer, you serve yourself, you get your paycheck. Then when you get your paycheck, 
you save money, you put it towards things like your home, you put it towards your family, you put it towards investing in your business to move forward. And so the build goes, and so you grow. Everything else is irrelevant. The petty workplace gossip, the watching of the next man, what he does, what she does, what they do or don't do, it's irrelevant. All that matters, what your job description and accountability is to the job, what you need to do in order to keep the job, your duties, and your paycheck. That's all that fucking matters. Your duties and your paycheck. And when I go into the workplace, I see people that are so preoccupied with all sorts of other nonsense. They're racing to red lights. They're kicking water uphill. They put... They either do nothing, they're lazy and they do nothing and blah, 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 and they get on people's nerves and for whatever reason. Me personally, I don't care. If somebody wants to be lazy and whatever, as long as it doesn't affect me at work, I don't give a shit. I'm not, one, I'm not like one of those people where it's like, they're getting paid the same amount as me and I'm working harder. How come he gets to work slow and I have to work fast? Like, whatever the fuck, he can do whatever the fuck he wants. It has nothing to do with me. But some people are like that. They see a lazy person and they think, oh, or they see somebody who's working slow or whatever. Oh, they're not working fast enough. Who gives a shit? Focus on yourself. Then you see some people who are fast and they're buzzing around like dynamos just to appear to be greater than what they are. Oh, they're so special. Look at them. This company would fall down without them. Martyrs, you know? Buzzing around, kicking water uphill. It's like, yo, you're going to be doing the same shit tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day and then the next day. Take a chill pill. What the fuck? Hit me up. jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. I'm really onto something here. And I'm going to have to put a disclaimer on this one. I don't, I don't, like this one is not for anyone who ain't trying to hear that. I'm telling you, man, it's astounding how into each other's business and fucked up people are in the workplace and just in careers, because I guess a lot's at stake. There's a lot of high anxiety and high stress situations, and a lot of people just don't know how to manage it, and they think what one person does is somehow connected to what they do. And the only way that's true is if it's clearly defined in the role of the job, in the job description, in the duties. If the job description is, okay, you and your partner work together, what one does affects the other, and it's a partnership, and it's a part of the job, and it's a job reality. If that's the job description, cool. But if the job description is like, okay, you're a cog in the wheel, just like everybody else, shut up and serve your function then shut up and serve your fucking function. Just a cog in the wheel like any other buddy here. All right? Whatever the fuck. So, you know, very interesting stuff. Thank you much. Thank you very much for weathering this far. You know, I'm a little groggy. Just woke up having a coffee. And, you know... I think I'm going to have to really situate and formulate and percolate what I'm really trying to express in this subject matter. Because 
I feel like it's so blatantly obvious, but this is why so many people suffer in the workplace. Needless suffering and I don't know, maybe there's something, I just feel like there's something there that I need to express. So, and hopefully it's not a workplace shooting. <laughs> Kidding. Yeah, I never do something like that. It's disgusting. But um, I feel like there's something I need to express about that workplace life. And um, I'm going to look to do that. Um, as you may or may not know, if you're a returning guest to JRP, I am an actor extraordinaire. Yes. Uh, yeah. What the fuck? I've just been exercising and focusing on my upcoming projects. And that takes a lot of utility and time management, which is relatable to what I was speaking about earlier. You know? I mean, my acting career is very much the same as anybody else who is trying to level up or start their own business, side hustle, whatever. It's not always easy. It's not always handed to me. But it's a struggle that I take on willingly with enthusiasm. And in doing so, it's important for me to manage my time, to manage my energy and my um, focus. So I need to be healthy to be at my best as an actor. That means I have to be in good shape. I have to be flexible, physically flexible, the vocal cords, well-rested, well-spiritually to be in a place in which I can create. All that health and well-being I need to manage. So that's why it's important when I'm working my Joe Blow Schmo, Joe working stiff jobs, that's why it's important when I'm doing them types of work that I'm efficient and um, you know, not at odds and at stress with the situation, you know, and the reason why, and if that might sound a little self-centered or whatever, or it's not that I'm trying to take something away from the employer, like I mentioned, there's two parts to a job for me, in my viewpoint. There's the duties. So I have to fulfill my duties to my employer or I can't have the job. So it's important for me to fulfill my duties 100%. And the other part of it is the paycheck. And how I get there from the duties to the paycheck should be of ease. Ease for the employer, ease for myself. Smooth. There's no need for problems. And if you want a high-problem, high-functioning, intricate, challenging job, then that's your choice. But there's a lot of jobs, and my, jobs fall, my job falls into that category, this Joe Blow Schmo work that I've been doing. It's just basic work, basic labor. There ain't nothing to fucking think about other than are you willing to show up and are you willing to complete the task? That's it. All the other talk is just fucking bullshit, mumbo-jumbo. Show up, do the job, go home. That's it. 
But you'd be surprised how many people can't do that. Because there's other factors at play. So, in the management of that for my acting career, um, I've been focusing on my health, working out, eating right, and looking forward to upcoming gigs. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of beauty in the weight. Looking forward to it. Hallelujah. So there you have it, folks. Jonathan Ramcharan, actor extraordinaire. And lastly, I am a stand-up comedian extraordinaire. Yes. Just today I was laughing about this. Um, <clears throat> you know, I haven't drank or smoked weed in a while now. Like coming up six years. <laughs> and... Um, it's been on the wagon. But I was thinking back to like the morning of my 30th birthday. I was just like hung the fuck over, bloodshot eyes, just had the jitters going, you know, just strung the fuck out, drunk, smoking weed. I was, just, I was in a bl- blitz, right? And uh, I was thinking about this comic that I don't know if he did me wrong or if he was an asshole, I was an asshole, whatever the fuck. Really wouldn't know. Really nothing, really. Just fucking drama at the fucking comedy club. But some fucking dickhead comic that I used to know. And I was thinking about him and he was a bit older than me. Like within, I would say like 12 to 18. He was like 12 to 15 years older than me. 10 to 15 years older than me, this comic. And I was laughing and I was thinking about him, right? And I just kept on saying this phrase over and over in my head, you know, I'm hungover. It's the morning of my 50, it's the morning of my 30th birthday. Thinking about this comic that I couldn't stand. And, um, he was like 10, 15 years older than me. And I just kept saying this phrase. I go, happy birthday. So, oh, happy 50th. So, and so (laughs) I was just, I was like in a, hysteria i was just laughing i just kept on repeating that fucking phrase happy 50th so and so like the guy's name right and i just kept on thinking about wishing him a happy 50th birthday (laughs) happy 50th it was just so funny to me because it's like i mean i it was just dark and angry and just one of those weird moments in comedy that sometimes you just I guess what the point of it is is that reflection to reflect back on a time in your career when you were just really out of it and there was so much anger and unknowing and animosity and bleakness going on in my world at that time I'd drinking heavy and smoking weed and not really doing things and being accountable for my own career and you know i took refuge in this line of thought that was just negative and happy 50th so and so and laughing and mocking that guy to myself mocking that comic in my head and you know just angry and pointless but quite entertaining to myself at that time so where i am today it's like 
I'm proud. I'm proud of the things that I do. I'm proud of the way I operate. And, you know, in line with the things I spoke about, work, utility, maintenance day by day, I go forward as a stand-up comedian. And, you know, looking forward to the revelation. Happy 50th, so-and-so. <laughs> Happy 50th. I think that's what it, I think that's part of what it was funny to me too. Because it's like, how the fuck can you wish somebody a happy 50th? I mean, I mean, I want to go 100, man. I want to make that centennial number, right? But, um, happy 50th? Go fuck yourself, right? Like, it's just a funny phrase as well. Like, happy 50th birthday. Like, yeah, it's quite happy. You know, no pussy, no fucking nothing going on, man. 50 fucking years old, no woman will look at you, no guy will look at you, if you're a female, you're 50 years old, over the hill, happy 50th birthday, like, suck, fucking stick it, buddy, (laughs) and again, that's like the bleak focus of a ungrateful person, can't wait till my 50th, well, I can wait, but, um, I hope to get there, and, um, from what I'm seeing, I will, and with grace and humility and um, resiliency. Hallelujah. So there you have it, folks. Jonathan Ramcharan, stand-up comedian extraordinaire. Well, that about does it for another episode of JR the P. This one's a disclaimer, folks. Um, uh, I'm playing catch-up at the moment. I'm trying to get um, catch-up on some episodes that I'd fallen behind on. Um, due to scheduling conflicts, um, I was, uh, you know, filming a special last year and, um, I've been busy, busy, busy with the directing of it, the editing process of it. Um, and also the, the daily maintenance that it takes to, you know, run a podcast, as I mentioned, just working day shift or night, whatever, working Joe bullshit, right? So, you know, this one's a disclaimer. There's some interesting things in here. There's some things that if you're a fan of the show, you might enjoy listening to for a bit before you, you know, maybe you're on the treadmill and it's kind of interesting to hear these babblings and kind of consider some of the points that I was saying, seeing if it relates to you and your life and your work life and your business. You know, interesting enough if you're a fan of the show or whatever and Maybe not so much for the new listener. So um, I put it out as a disclaimer. Um, But if you've weathered this far, thank you very much for your viewership. I certainly have a lot of interesting things around the corner. Working day and night to, um, you know, buff out that diamond, you know, because I truly love doing this. Um, performing, um, podcasts, stand-up comedy, acting, and, um, you know, it's a, it's a fight, and, um, but it's, it's, it's a graceful, noble fight, it's one that I willingly take up, 
And if that's relatable to any of y'all, whatever you do, you know, like when you take it upon yourself to go for what you want to do in life. And, you know, what I was trying to communicate in that long, wide ramble, if you've weathered this far, is, you know, the utility of focusing on yourself, doing for yourself, having the ego to know that when people impose upon you, having your ego in check enough to know that when people impose upon you, it's not really the end of the world. It's not that they have any power over you. It's that you're overreacting. You're letting them get your goat. You're letting them get your gizzard when it's really not this big deal that we all try to make it seem. There's plenty of room for all. All is well. Focus on your tasks one day at a time. Easy does it. And love one another. Do unto others as you will have done unto yourself. And as soon as I can get a grasp of that truly, disconnect from all these fucktards that are just driving me bonkers, I'm going to be even more blessed in my quest as a performer. Yeah. Hallelujah. It's your old chuckle buddy, guess who, Jonathan James Ramcharan, reporting live for duty on this magnificent June 9th, 2022. Disclaimer, not for the faint of heart. This one's for the workers. This one's for the boots. This one's for the hard hats. This one's for the safety belts. This one's for the seat belts. This one's for the Chromebook. This one's for the work laptop, the business suit, the business pants, the dress shoes, the business skirt. This one's for the worker. This one's for the hairnet. This one's for the apron, the smock. This one's for the trousers. This one's for the fucking working person. This one's for the workers. Not always easy, but hey, it's the gift and bounty of a blessed and beautiful life. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Odyssey, uh, somewhere else, who knows. My own website, jonathan-ramcharan.com. And as always, folks, if you're enjoying the show, getting some laughs, chuckles, gags, guffaws, chortles, please, would you help my black ass out? Share me with a friend. Till next time, folks. You live it, you love it, you realize it. I peace.